0: Welcome to the True Face Podcast. Good morning. Here good we are morning, again.
1: all of you. Come show up for this. It's
0: wonderful. It is wonderful. Yeah. Where do, do you think the furthest away is that somebody's showing up? Hmm. Ooh, that's a good question. Need it?
1: like, needles? <laughs> needles? <laughs> needles. <laughs> yeah. Needles, California. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: needles uh, California is me. Well, no, no one's listening from there. That's, that's the worst place. Yeah. I don't like it at they, all.
1: They don't have... The ability to receive any kind of digital <laughs> stuff or no, Wi-Fi no, is yeah. out there. Well, oh, we're oh. going to hear from them.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, uh, hopefully, yeah. if <laughs> there's
1: <laughs> one listening, we're going to hear. And,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then just, it's not too far from here, just four hours. Just come and tell us in person. Yes. Yeah. Because exactly. then we won't have to go there.
0: That's right.
2: Uh, yeah. Speaking of morning, I've been up since 2.30 this morning. Good so right. that's a... that's well, do yeah. in, in Phoenix, we have this wild thing called flood irrigation that mm-hmm. people from other places mm-hmm. have no concept of. Right, we right. don't... Have much Bart water, Bart Miller.
1: I sent him pictures. He's so overwhelmed by it. He's so we just efficient. flood our entire yeah. yards yeah.
2: with with water, you know, once a month. And but I if was you
1: forget to move the little jiggers. Then, then, then what, you're, what are the yeah. jiggers? I, well, I it like depends that. on what we'll house in you're in at
2: and, and where the pipes are. And I don't have any of that. I just open it, but it's still it's two thirty in the morning, and then I didn't go back to sleep. So, oh my gosh, I'm just. Do you
0: have to open it at two thirty
2: in the morning. I have to open it when they tell me to. No, no, whenever wow. that Here's
1: is. Here's the operative thought: I pay thousands of dollars for water each year. He pays about a hundred.
2: Yeah, seventy. Yeah, Se- seventy. 70 so don't 70 don't cry for me, yeah. Argentina. Yeah,
1: Argentina. yeah. yeah. my God.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's if really good. If you pay thousands, though, there's a leak. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I didn't say there wasn't. I'm just telling you my reality. Big flooded area.
2: not apples and oranges. Kids yeah. swim in it. It is, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I got us off track. Uh, we're, we're supposed to be talking about trust, not water. Uh, oh, that's uh,
0: right. Yeah. yeah. So we are on that second rail, the relationships of trust.
2: Yeah. And There's
0: today we want to get after those three parts of the what, the how, and the why yeah is it? A reminder it and why
2: reminder of the components yeah. just but should list them off um, love commitment safety shared vulnerability confidentiality uh, the ability to be known by others that people won't leave that they're willing to fight with me speak truth into my life um, and that we share values and principles and that probably comes through fighting over those things to <laughs> find those out
3: A lot of times when we are doing leader development, we kind of do this exercise where we ask leaders, pastors, um, what what are the components? And um, almost always, there's a a good list, like this list. It's a good list. And many, many times in preaching
0: and teaching, we get the what right. Mm.
3: We get the what right. Let's. So what
0: David read was the what?
3: It's the what. Mm -hmm. It's it's what are the components? And we get the what right, and people kind of get encouraged with it, and we we talk to each other. But, But really what's so interesting is we don't understand the how. How in the world do these what principles get developed? How do they become our reality? We can talk about them cognitively, but how do we experience
2: them? You just read them at people yeah, on exactly. a podcast.
3: And, 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 and keep reading them, and eventually we'll all have the same list. Shoot. But we won't have any healthy relationships oh. because we don't. The, the how is the key. But, okay. but even a deeper question that we want to wrestle with is why? Why are these components so important to us relationally? And, and uh, we want to suggest that there are three parts to that Why? One is, the first thing that David wrote was love. I can't experience your love if I don't trust you. So one of the, one of the great whys of a relationship of trust is we, we trust each other so we can experience love. That second great why is we trust each other so we can teach and communicate truth to each other. Having a cognitive awareness of the what will never change my relationships. It's until I, in fact, in, am engaged in trusting you enough to hear you tell truth to me, and how would I know that I'm receiving truth because I'll act upon it? That that's such an incredibly important insight. Why would we have relationships of trust? Why do the three, the four of us, work so well together? Because we trust each other. But one of the reasons we trust each other and one of the reasons we enjoy the trust of each other is we get to speak truth into each other's lives. And then the third one is this. Why would I have a relationship of trust? It's so that I can experience guidance. I need you. I live in the reality that I need you. I cannot figure me out or my life path without you. So it's we got the what right. Sometimes we're not sure how to do the how but very few of us understand the why. Why in the world would I want to be in relationships with trust, A, so I could be loved, B, so I could understand and and apply truth, and my life could be guided. Mm. Just one more thought from me, and that is, I think these are three of the critical principles of what Jesus did with his disciples. In teaching them truth, they experienced love. They, in fact, acted upon the truth he taught them, and they were guided by him and each other that that to me is such a powerful three-pronged important mm-hmm. message about these relationships of trust
2: if you're if you're remembering and as as we're remembering that we're talking about the church and if you're sitting there in any kind of pastoral or lay role of of influence you might be thinking to yourself that all sounds very good now how would i go about that i feel quite isolated and i feel like quite a few people have expectations of me that Trust is maybe not so much a part of that as them just getting what they want. So how am I going to do that practically? And that's, that's what we're talking about. Not just the, the, the why of that, which they are now like, okay, but also the, the how, right?
0: Yeah, suppose you're convinced of the why. That means you have work ahead yeah. in the how. Exactly.
1: I remember Stephanie Johnson Came up to you on Sunday when I was preaching, preaching the Romans. This was years and years, dec- decades ago. And she says, uh, I've heard these truths before. I think I've heard them preached better than you're preaching them. But I was never in a place where the unspoken, uh, palpable environment was agreeing with them, where the nonverbal was agreeing with the verbal. Hmm. And she says, I've not been in that before. And I'm in it right now. And I can hear them differently. And so one of the things I remember so long ago was you, Bill, teaching, um leaders have to not just teach these words, not just go find all the trust passages and make sure we hear them over and over and hear them well. But there is a commitment of relationship uh to leader to leader who says, I'm not going away, I'm staying, and I will Whatever that cost is, I'm going to love you and let you love me, even when you hurt me. And we will stay and see what this looks like, this grand experiment. And when you do that, then what you teach has some substance to it. And uh, the body can feel something, even if you do it poorly, even if you do it clumsily, even if it's haltingly. They will feel that. And I've experienced that. I've experienced it here. I've experienced it in a local church, uh, in, in a, a theater group. I've experienced it on staff. There is something palpable. We all have. We all have tasted and felt it. Um, so it, it, this is why we're saying this to leaders, uh, is because it starts with you. And it starts with your vulnerability from the pulpit also. So there's the how in this. Gosh, for the sake of that one who's asking that in the fellowship, how would we do this? Um, it's going to have to start with the leaders.
0: Amen. So if uh, I'm in a group of leaders, um, what are some of the things that we can talk about, we can experience yeah. together uh, to apply this how? But, um
3: if we just went down the list really quickly and we would ask that question, Bruce, it's how would we experience each other's love? Yeah. How how would we do that? Let's talk. Uh, let's at least have that conversation.
1: Do, do how I, would this be a place of safety? Exactly. How would we share vulnerabilities? Yeah. In, in if I'm if yeah. I'm
3: vulnerable with you, are you willing to be vulnerable with me? And what will we do with each other when we discover in our vulnerability the stuff that we haven't talked about? Yes. So so it's like going down the list and just simply and honestly say to each other, how would we do this? I, we have had that privilege of sitting with leadership teams and going through this exercise. I think of one major church right now, and the pastor just froze in the context of the how. He got the, why, the what right. Like you said, David, he understood the why, but he froze in the how. Because it was like, I don't know how to do this because I see my role as more important than my relationships.
1: i tell you, early on when we used to, uh, as part of our leadership groups, take them through the affirmation tool, and some of them had never experienced such a thing. Just starting there in affirmation, in honest affirmation. It's a good place. It, it broke down people and said, I've only been ever valued for my talents. Never been valued for my person. Never been told that about my person. And that's what we're all praying that God is doing in us. And when someone tells it to us, Mm -hmm. I want to do more of that in that environment that just told me who I am.
0: So there's a practical uh, tool right in the book that we're working with. It's uh, the affirming you is in the ascent of a leader. There's a list right in there in which you can practice affirming in that book. There's also, uh, if, and I really think this is important, that every leader who has family, whether that's family of origin or is married with children, uh, go through the affirming you in family, which is on the True Face website. And so there are a couple of real practical hows that you remind me of, yeah. uh, John, when you speak of affirmation. Yeah.
2: When you start to learn who you are, then you can stop being afraid that when someone tells you something that is negative about you or something detrimental to other people, that that now is what defines you. In fact, those those are an affirmation of sort of who you aren't in your true heart and what you don't want to do. And if you can believe that people are for you, if you can believe that people see the best of you, you can be open to people critiquing, if you will, or people saying things that are ugly in you because we all have them. And it can be a gift. Now, maybe it's a severe mercy, but it can be and is probably a necessary gift. And especially if you're a leader. If you are a leader who can only be affirmed, then we are going to have a problem in your church of trust because we all have these issues. And that is one of the the keys to opening up the door to maturity is letting somebody else actually walk with you in something hard. So affirmation does that as well. I think
3: as we think about this, these ladders and are going forward, what David just triggered was uh, something else about the hall, how. And that is, how do we learn to submit to each other's strengths? Right. And, and that process creates trust. How do we learn to protect each other's limitations and having the freedom to declare what I see in you, knowing that I'm not going to reject you, but I'm actually going to stand with you in what has been discovered those really over the years have helped us help leaders understand the how
0: let's talk about that next week uh, that also leads to another subject that uh, is embedded in that process of integrity and so if we can get after that process and and the one of the great consequences fruits of that process is integrity next week that be would be great. terrific that would be great. We'll see you next week.
1: Thank you, guys.